many people I know who have converted to the faith or encountered Christ at some point in their lives say that the experience of that, it's as if a whole new world opened before their eyes. This whole realm of ideas and, and, and experiences and, and traditions and connections they were not aware even existed. Suddenly they open up before them and they say, well, it's a whole new universe or a whole new side of the world. And great you know, Christian minds have found very creative ways to express what this is like. For example, you may recall C.S. Lewis in the very well-known The Chronicles of Narnia. He, he speaks about this world that this group of children discover a world with its own you know, stories and adventures and, and, and laws and principles. And that world represents the world, the world of faith, that other people in this world, in this life here, don't know, but they know it's real. They've been there and came back. And then, for example, St. John Henry Newman also speaks about the invisible world. He says, we live in a world of, here we live in a world of sense, of things we can perceive and touch and measure, but alongside this world, he says, superimposed on this world, is this other one that is there all the time and we don't see it, we don't measure it, but it's real, as real as the one we see and as vast and complex as the one we see. And that's the world of faith, the world where God lives. And all these authors point out, you know, this world of faith has its own laws and principles, but they are analogous to the, to the principles and laws in our world as well. It makes sense also because both come from God. Both the world that we see and the one we cannot see are both created by the same, the same Lord. And that's why we can find points of connection between regular experience and the experience of faith. They're not the same thing. They're not, you cannot conflate them and just mix them up. They're really different in some ways. But they can also connect through these analogies or comparisons. And we know that precisely from the Gospels, from Gospels such as this one we just heard, in which Jesus compares very ordinary things, very common experiences, to how it is in the kingdom of God. He says, if you've lived this kind of thing, well, something like that is how the kingdom of God works. It's an analogy or an image that helps us. And there are different principles that we can draw from these particular parables today that explain how, how God works, how God works in the soul and in society and how his providence works in history. So let us draw some of them tonight. And the first one we can see clearly is this one, that some transformations can only be explained by the grace of God. Some changes in your life and in people you know can only be explained by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like the farmer cannot produce, cannot create wheat, he needs to, he needs to just get the seed and plant it. The life of wheat is already in the seed. The only thing you do as a farmer is you till the soil, you prepare things, you create the conditions. But the life doesn't come from my work as a farmer. And in the same way, many things that the Lord transforms in our lives do not come just from us. We create the conditions until the ground of our souls, and then the Lord does the rest through His grace. 
We, not know, we don't know how, but it happens. A second principle is this one, that in the realm of the spirit, the outcome is disproportionate to the seeds that are sown. This very tiny seed of mustard seed results in this great plant where birds of the sky come and find shelter. And we can see that in many, in many realities in the church. I, in my own journey of faith, for example, it began for me by you know, a comment made in passing by one of my teachers in high school that prompted me to go and start praying again. And then that resulted eventually in, my, in, in a deeper conversion and in my vocation to the priesthood. When you look at these things, like a tiny, like a passing comment, and then a vocation, a life surrendered, there's no proportion there. And if you reflect on your own life, you'll see that this is true. From tiny beginnings, God can do amazing things. And then there's a third principle, the principle of progression. You don't go from seed to harvest in one day. First, there's a little sprout, and then a blade, then the ear, and then the grain. It goes gradually. Like, for example, that little girl who wanted to play violin. Maybe she heard a fiddler play one day, and she says, Daddy, I want to play violin. And so her dad goes and buys the violin, and then signs her up for classes, and she starts practicing. And then comes the hard part, because it's all these tedious exercises, and her fingers hurt. And one day she comes and says, Dad, I don't want to play violin anymore. And that says, no, now you're going to play it every day. Now you keep going. And then she perseveres. And then comes the day when she starts to improvise. And that's her first public appearance. And, and she's delighted. And she says, oh, this is so exciting. I, I, it's fun to play. And that's how it works in the spirit, too. Maybe you encounter the depth of knowing, the, knowing God's love one day, and you're all excitement. And then you realize, well, it's also Discipline. If you want to grow from that first encounter with Christ, you need to avoid occasions and you need to practice words of mercy and, and come to the sacraments and have a discipline of prayer. But eventually, you start to get the, the, the hang of it and, and you start to you know, enjoy it and you long for the Eucharist and you experience the, how the Lord speaks to you and you see the joy of giving yourself to others. So, you know, the beginnings may feel insignificant, and maybe the first season feels like boot camp, but then it pays off. You grow. Well, a story that I wanted to share with you that illustrates how, how these principles work. It happened a few years ago to Father Teo, one of our, my fellow priests in the society in Argentina. He was preaching at the end of the, the VAI retreat, which is a retreat we do for people from very poor environments. We go to really rough neighborhoods. It's hard to invite. You don't get a lot of results. But after a long time, we've been able to gather this good group of men first for the retreat, and then women. They do separate retreats. Well, Father Teo was speaking to the men, men who are really you know, beaten up by life and had a lot of trouble with many things, been in jail or in addiction. And he's speaking to them about sharing faith with others when they go out or what the Lord has done in that retreat. And to encourage them, he told them the following story. He says, you know, many years ago, he was saying, one of our own missionaries who was very young at the time, just, just beginning his vocation, I think 20 years old, they were mission, doing visits in one of the neighborhoods. And usually we go and train 
to that particular neighborhood. And on the way back, just to gain courage in sharing our faith, we preach in the train. So some of them get up and share their testimony. And this young man was kind of hesitant and finally didn't do it. So he went home a bit like regretting, I didn't you know, break that barrier. So the next time, the, the, it, happened, it so happened that the following time he was on that train car all by himself a week later or so. And then he felt this urge, I need to challenge myself. So he stood up and began to share about his own faith journey in this uh, public transportation place. And Father Theo says, well, you see, someone, we can overcome the hesitations and do courageous things. And in that moment, a man in the back raised his hand and says, I, have, I was in that train car. And there was a standing ovation at that moment. He says, yes, I remember 2012, I was in this train car. And this young man stood up, and he was shaking all over. And he began to say with a trembling voice how God has entered his life and how amazing it was to know Christ. And because of that testimony, I went home to my wife and said, I need to go back to God. So I signed up for the sacraments for First Communion and Confirmation and never done my sacraments in my life. And then I heard about this retreat later, the Vai, and it said, this is my chance to know Jesus more deeply. And I signed up. But all this transformation in this man's life began from that initial you know, first step of listening to this uh, man's testimony. We never know where the seeds that we plant will go. They may look very insignificant, but when you plant them, God can do amazing things through them, as it happened to this man in the Valley retreat through this testimony of uh, this young man. Well, let me suggest two practical takeaways for this week on this. The first one is to verify how these principles apply to your own spiritual life. That some things are things only God can do in you, and that from small beginnings, God can do amazing transformations. And there's a, a, a law of progression. You have to take the step you can take today. Not the step of tomorrow, the step of today. So think of it. Think how it applies to your own case, to your own journey. Maybe to people you know. And the second takeaway I suggest is sow seeds of faith around you. Sow the seeds of faith. You know, at times we can easily kind of stay put because we say, well, Maybe this person won't value that, or maybe it won't do much of a difference. But what do we know? What God can do with a simple word of faith or an encouragement? And when you say to someone, oh, I thank you for sharing that, I'm going to pray for that this week. Or when you do an act of mercy for someone, or when you read a good book that was inspiring and you start to share it with other people. Only God knows where that seed of faith can go and all the fruits that it can bear. So let us pray and ask the Lord that this can be a reality in us as well. Lord Jesus, we praise you because you speak to our hearts and you act in our lives, not only in spectacular ways, but also in many hidden ways that the world cannot detect. So give us perseverance in cultivating those beginnings of faith that you have sown in each one of us, that we may come to enjoy the good fruit of walking in friendship with you.
In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.